I am Darren Karp here with John Thrasher. And doing, doing cheerleader move. But I was just noticing, we just recorded NMR that went up on Patreon, and we are both wearing black hoodies. Yes, we, we are. We got the memo. We got the memo. Look, I didn't notice it last finally time. finally coordinated. You always text bit. me every day, what am I wearing? Uh, and finally, <laughs> we got it right. I'm but, so um, obsessed. I'm very excited because today we're talking about Natalia Speaks, and I feel yes. like I've had multiple conversations uh, with people about this. Me too, yeah. Um, including my mother. Oh, including Zoe? Um, including Zoe, including a couple colleagues. So I'm excited to get into it with you. Yeah. Well, before we even get into that, Darren, how? Oh, uh, <laughs> never oh. mind. <laughs> I was going to reference your game show, but by the time this comes out, it will have passed. It will, oh, have well, oh, good news is we sold out. So that's the oh wow, we congratulations! Sold we sold out, so I'm really excited. I will report back yes, next report week on back. NMR on yes. how the game show went. Thank you. Yes, sorry yes. about that. Um, okay, so let's get into it. This is, of course, let, let's set up our part of this. By the way, which is that we did record an episode. If you're if you're late to the game or just kept, you know starting with our newest episode. Um, we did the original recap, which was um, the curious case of Natalia Grace. Yes, which originally aired on ID, and then That's Max right. sort of put it on their programming, which is where I feel like a lot of people started talking about it. Yeah. Um, and so this is the Natalia's version, because in that six-part doc, you didn't hear from Natalia at all. You really only heard from kind of Michael yeah. and his son, and Michael was her uh, adopted father or one of her adopted fathers. That's right. And we did a full episode on that uh, documentary. And you can, we we promised that when they announced um, the Natalia Speaks documentary, which was again, like I said, six episodes that we would do an episode. So here we are, we're doing it. Darren, I want to start off the conversation with our initial thoughts. Like what were we thinking right before we hit play on the first episode? I'll tell you on my end, you know, I was kind of excited and kind of interested. I really want to hear. I have a lot of empathy for Natalia, as I'm sure you do as well. Of course. I, you know, but I will say, I mean, I don't want to save it necessarily for for the uh, episode, um, you know, specific episodes, but I'll just mention it here. Like, you know, a couple, I want to say 20 minutes in or so, I'm just thinking, did I want to revisit this story? Mm. Because it was when, really dark. It was so dark. And quite frankly, you know, I think I've said this in the original episode that we recorded, the whole Michael of it all, the theatrics, the dr- the drama, I, you know, they used a lot of the original such interview with him. Villain. He's such a villain. Can't you see him ending up on like celebrity rehab in like 100%. five years? Or like yes. another like House of Villains on E? Like I yeah. see him being on Traders next season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that is surely going to happen with them. Exactly. Th- this this stuff has become so huge. And I just, you know, I just kept thinking, I just don't know I want to sit through six episodes of this, to be completely honest I with know. you. But I we know. did because we love you guys. But what were your initial thoughts maybe like right before and as you hit play? I actually didn't know how many episodes it was going to be. Um, I was a little confused because I had to like DVR it. And the episodes were like, it was hard to tell when like an episode would start and end because – a lot of it blurred, but before I hit play, I was actually kind of excited to hear from her. Like, I do think, I do think a balanced documentary is hearing from both sides. I wanted to hear like how she was doing in her life now. Um, but cause now she's full blown adult, you know, now she's in her twenties. Um, and just like hoping that she had, you know, gone through therapy, had been through a lot. Like I kind of wanted to see how she was going to portray everything and And react to everything and react and see like her and Michael, 
uh, meeting up for the first time. I was just curious yeah. to see how that was going to go. So I went into it being like, oh, six episodes. I feel like they're going to pack a lot in. That's going to be good. Yeah. And um, that's what I was That was what I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were hoping for. I yeah. mean, you know, we'll go through our major points of discussion here, but I think we can both say that up front. I think we just touched on this. It did not feel like this needed to be six 45-minute episodes. My whole takeaway is, like, it could have been cut down to three. I think there was enough for three, Definitely three. Yeah. to give the depth. I thought, personally, it was edited yeah. horribly. Yeah. I They didn't. I agree. And maybe this is Natalia. Like, I watched this with Nadine, and, and we definitely disagreed at points. They didn't. Like, it seemed like she was fake crying the whole time. They never, like, know, settled on a notes. moment. You know, they never... Yeah. They just kind of like jumped around. She was in different outlets. They didn't set things up. They'd kind of repeat things and go back. It wasn't, they didn't like let things lay. I felt yeah. like it was cut too much and like the music just wasn't yeah. hitting. So that kind of bothered me. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, yeah. Well, I've, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just back to Natalia lying. It was, it was easy to not believe her during the stock. That's not where I'm saying I'm coming out on. We'll get to it. Okay, but like, yeah. The way it was edited, I don't think necessarily did her a lot of justice. I agree. And I got a lot of feedback from some friends and listeners that were no, and we're going to get to some of your Facebook comments today as well, by the way, guys. So stay tuned for that. But one of my really good friends, longtime Patreon supporter and huge fan of the show, Amanda, shout out to Amanda. Hey, Amanda. Um, yeah, messaged me and she was asking me what I thought about it. I think before I had mentioned that we were going to be doing this episode and her response was similar to yours in that there was a lot of moments where it seemed like Natalia was like fake crying. And I will say this. I thought I had the exact same initial reaction. I'm like, is she actually crying? And in the first like episode or two, her tears were real. You could see the tears. She was crying. And then like I thought so. There were several other scenes where she kind of has the inflection that she's crying in her voice, and then she covers her eyes. And I will say this, and we love our friends at ID and, you know, this is no, this is just us being observational podcasters. It just seemed like a lot of it was like produced, not in the sense like there was anybody coaxing Natalia to say anything, but I think Natalia maybe at points felt like she had to say things. My, my mom noticed, and I actually didn't notice, my mom noticed that she thought Natalia kept like looking at the camera to see oh. or like see if people were paying attention or if the camera was on her your mom you know is so and smart. she is smart she's very perceptive and, mm -hmm. she, and she watched every single episode yeah. i i think there were parts the thing that bothered me even though the crying didn't seem real was when she was talking about something like to me that was like when I say insane, just like horrible, like the pepper spray yeah. moment, you know, yes. just like getting pepper sprayed. There was a, there were a numerous things that she mentioned that I was just like almost brought me to tears of the shit yeah. that she's been through. But the pepper spray thing was like just really um, made me pause. And she was just like, who does that? You know, and I'm like, yeah. wow, you're at the point where you can just say who does. I feel like you're podcasting about this. It feels like this didn't happen to you. This feels like oh, this I see what something you're, you're commenting on as opposed to being like, you know, how mm. could they do this to me? Like, yeah, that's it, it, it felt more of a commentary on it, even though I think she's genuine. She was, you know, she had her own life. Like she seemed one thing I will say just really positively that I wasn't expecting yeah, was how, yeah. you know, she has perfectly accepted the fact that she has a bunch of 
disabilities, as she would say. And she's like, yeah. listen, everything for me costs a lot of money. She never felt sorry for herself in that way. And I really, yeah, that's true. I, I admire her for that because she could easily be like, you know, yeah. she's like, I can't, I can't do it. Air quotes. I can't hold a knife like this. Like she was, just, <laughs> yeah. she was just like showing exactly what she was, well, she was without any sort of embarrassment and not that yeah. she should be embarrassed, but just like, that was really nice to see. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot to admire about her in that regard, if nothing else. Yeah. Let's talk about some of those horrible details. I have a whole section here called horrible details. One of them was, was of course the mention of her being pepper sprayed. I mean, horrifying. I don't think that ever came up in the original documentary in any way. Not that I can remember. It would have been from Michael. So who knows exactly how, he you know, I think I thought they that. referenced back to it and, and him talking oh, about it. I can't remember or like how he mentioned it sort of haphazardly. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, yeah, there was that, which was really tragic. And then there was the whole thing about the period and like Christine, the mom who, by the way, of course, did not participate in either of these documentaries no. and has not been she did write charged. A very, very lengthy response rebuttal on Facebook. I don't know. What oh, I don't. It I don't think I did read that. I'll have to go uh, check yeah. that out. Very lengthy. Interesting. Um, but you should all read it. Well, Natalia. In fact, I'll text it to you so you can put it in the show notes. Okay, that'd be great. Yeah, please do. We'll put it in the show notes. Do that. Yeah. The other thing was the whole tampon thing, the period. You know, Natalia alleges that Christine forced uh, Natalia to put a tampon in, which caused bleeding and pain and suffering, which is. I mean, it's one of those things that's like I mean, it, that. That shook me too, because like totally, my god. That I mean, obviously, there's really not a way to you know. It's a he said, she said. Like right, I mean, it's right. it, or he said, he, she said, she said. She said, she um, said. Yeah. But that is sort of a, you know, she'd have. I, I think no matter what, Natalia has been abused, and so I think her relationship sure, to yeah. truth is going to be distorted based on how she's been treated when Good she was point. younger. Because she's been traumatized. To, I said this to Nadine. I said this because Nadine was like, she's lying. She's like, I'm trained to know when people are lying. You know, I she interviews people for a living. <laughs> That's you know, true, she's yeah. a producer. She's like, I'm trained to know this. She's lying, and I was like. I'm okay if an eight-year-old lies to me. I'm not okay if a 58-year-old lies to me. Yeah. You know, and like when she was a kid taught to lie, it's a little bit like Gypsy Rose. It's like, then you start becoming the lie and becomes easy because right. your perception with truth. So it's like, even if it, to me, it seems crazy to lie about something like that. Like that seems so specific. You could have said anything yeah. else, but you said this. How could it not be true? But even if she is lying about that, I I almost don't blame her either. Maybe that's not the right call because she's been through so fucking much. How is she supposed to know yeah, what yeah, the yeah. truth is? I agree. I will say similar to Nadine, I think I had my own kind of like, mm, I, I would say I have a pretty good hunch about people at this point, especially doing so much true crime. And I would lean on my own expertise just like Nadine did in that regard too. There were not many moments where I felt like, oh, that's clearly a lie. And I think by the end of the episode or the end of the ser series, excuse me, when they do have the actual sit down, her and Michael, you know, it's very clear that, you know, she's been abused and she's been a victim of something he has something to do with. So in my thoughts, I immediately go to, well, why would she lie then? If she knows that Michael knows this stuff, she she doesn't want to get caught in her own lie. And. You know, anyway, nonetheless, still right. horrible if this is true, which we should take her on her word for because she is the victim in this scenario regardless. One of the other things um, that came up was that she claims that Christine tried to overdose her 
by making yeah, her take meds. double medication, which is adult medication. <clears throat> and by the way, that also depends on your body, ne- not necessarily your actual age. Obviously, she is um, has dysplasia and is has has a growth right. issue. So, like, that's going to make a huge difference too. So. Yeah, what were your thoughts about that? I feel like I cut you off for Well, you know, I got to be honest. Like, my first inclination is to think that that really happened because I'm just trying to base on what we know. Like, if we could go back between right. what, what Christine and Michael, who I think are their word is worth shit, and what Natalia yeah. says, which is not 100% truthful. I don't think it's 100% truthful. But, uh, you know... Then what do we know on the, like the external facts? The facts are the f- facts of the matter is Christine's never come on to really defend herself, even though you can look at her Facebook post. That's right. right. Look she at obviously our show loves notes the press. She doesn't yeah. live here. Her other two children don't talk to Michael or have a relationship with him at all, which says something. Jacob, who was like her pride and joy, uh, clearly doesn't have a relationship with her anymore because right. he's living in her da- his dad's basement. Um you know, none of these people participate in that doesn't necessarily imply guilt, no, but it says not. something to me. And it says something that you're not the adult in the room when you should be. Yeah. And that it is easy to think that you, you know, I, I thought it was interesting in this doc that they at least went into the fact of kind of why they did this and how it was really a business for her. You know, they had Jacob's whatever. And so That's it's fair, like, yeah. how good does it look to have this you know, this, this kid who's from Ukraine, who has dwarfism, who has dysplasia, who has, how great would I look rehabilitating using quotes here, this person like this for money, for fame. And then wasn't, didn't happen. It's like, we're going to change her age. You know, like that's the thing that bothered me the most when Michael wouldn't talk about the age change to me. It's like, why wouldn't you give this girl the one thing the that we're all kind yeah. of curious on this. Like, yeah. you want to do this because you're a good guy. Christine's not explaining this to her. There must have been a reason for you to fucking do that. And to me, it seems so nefarious that the yeah. only thing that I could think of, because even if she was 22 to abandon a girl yeah. who has dwarfism, who already has a disability, make climb all those steps, everything. Yeah, yeah. It seems like you're doing it to get out of responsibility for this person because you well, made a mis- you feel like you made a mistake and i just like that's horrible to me i agree and i i will say and i'm by no means trying to defend michael but i do believe that he was certainly a part of some sort of abuse himself from Christine. That seems somewhat I absolutely believe he was a victim, and I also believe he was a perpetrator, and it is possible to be both. To be both, I think that he tried too heavy hand when him and Natalia would meet, and they, you know, he'd be like, I just want you to know, like, I'm a victim too. Instead of, like, really acknowledging her and her pain and what she went through and saying, like, he might have been a victim too, but he was also a full-blown man, adult who is who has not, a responsibility who is yeah. not disabled who chose to adopt this kid who right. also chose to marry his wife and granted you can still be a victim and i'm not saying oh why did he leave there's plenty of reasons to do that but for you not to take a minute and be the adult in the room and say natalia what happened to you wasn't fair it wasn't fair yeah and there's no empathy go for her to you being yeah yeah there was just like it was just like yes what happened to you is bad but it also happened to me natalia and i want you to know that yeah like right. It, in, you and think you're being a good guy and you're being a fucking jerk. Let's you're get into the, to the Michael part of it, including these conversations. So one of the things I thought was fascinating was the first documentary mainly came from Michael's POV. Obviously, I it would evolves. say 90%. Yeah, I would say yeah. 90%. And right off the bat, the first two episodes, especially in this, in this one, 
he's sort of the new kind of villainous character in a lot of this. And, you know, they go back to his interviews and, you know, it's just interesting. The, the evolution, I guess you could say with Michael, um, we, we should definitely talk about the end of episode two with Natalia's dad, her new guardian more on him. When he prayed outside with the door right open, because there was no more uncomfortable moment for me than that. Well, wait, wait, was that the same scene where, um, he asked, Michael to stop cussing and then Michael gets I think up and it was, leaves. Yes, because this was the first meeting Natalia and Michael yes, were having. Yes, the first one, yes. And Michael, you see the cameras, you know, and Michael's yeah. lawyer's there and Michael's sitting in the chair inside and yeah. then you see the door under which she can come in and right in the doorway with the door open with Michael sitting right there, <laughs> Bishop Manns, you know, was like praying over Natalia with all this, like, he's like, please, you know, God deliver justice. Like, yelling. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And, I you know, Michael's sitting in there being like, Hey, you know, like listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It was bizarre. Yeah. It was, it was very strange. They eventually, they eventually, I I really didn't, I don't know. We don't need to get into that, but this was another example that was like this at this point, I'm like, what am I watching this for? Okay. Michael's having a tantrum. Like this now turns into almost like a real housewives episode in a sense, you know, (laughs) or it felt like celebrity rehab. Like that's honestly what it felt like to me. There's just like, She's like, I'm not going to talk to you unless you're talking to me like that. I'm like, Michael, you're talking to your, like, disabled ex, just adopted child. Like, grow up. Yeah, Grow yeah. the fuck it, up. It felt it took like me out of watching the whole two scenario. children. Yeah, yes. He, just, he bothers me. No, granted, did I think Natalia's dad need to come in and ask Michael to stop cussing? Like, no. And I'm glad that Michael was kind of like, you don't have to curse. He's like, but that's my affect. And as someone who yeah. obviously curses, it's like, well. You know, like, really, you're going to stop the flow for this. Like, I understand you want to be respectful, but like words are just words to some people. And <laughs> yeah, no totally. one's forcing you to do that. So that bothered me. It just yeah, felt I agree. really preachy. I mean, granted, he's a bishop, but it's just like, yeah, I don't know. They're having this conversation and Michael just gets up and walks away so quickly that I was just like, you're a fucking baby. Yeah, I agree. And At least by the Natalia way, Talia can sit there. And that's I, how I felt. <laughs> that's true. I also love when Michael's uh, lawyer was just like, Michael, stop speaking. Da-da-da. You know, he was like, you're yeah. going to stop for a second and I'm going to handle this. And then, you know, and I agree with you. It was very strange. But so we'll go to the second conversation where he actually sat, sits down and talks to Natalia. Darren, you were just mentioning this. At one point, Michael says that he's sorry and that he's not strong because, you know, to Darren's point a second ago, she was at, you know, Natalia asked, why didn't you do anything? Right. Like you knew all the things she did. Yeah. And he yeah. made the point that he he was a, a a victim of that own abuse as well and that he wasn't strong enough. And I believe him, but it also doesn't make it right. You know, I what believe I mean? him too, but it's like, you know, something I'm especially learning in therapy. Like it might not be your fault, but it is your responsibility, you know, and yeah, you that's take what ownership saying, yeah. of that. And like you can be a victim. And granted, it's no excuse, but you have to say it as an explanation. Yeah. You know, and that's what he didn't say. He was like, it's no excuse for how you were treated. Just this is the explanation. This is what I was going through. And you don't yeah. deserve that. And I'm sorry. I wasn't strong enough to see that. If he yeah. had said something like that, it would have brought so much to me, so much yeah. more humanity back into him. Instead, and, I was like, I don't even give a shit if Natalia is lying at this point. This guy fucking sucks. Yeah. And I will say, you know, just in the terms of like, again, I'm not defending Michael. I'm just simply observing that he may eventually get there, but it's very clear that mentally he, he has not, right he he has not right been now. able to move through this enough to get to a point where he can even, he's you know, care about Natalia's actual well-being because he's just been so busy defending himself. So 
then we see Natalia pray for him. Yeah, which with him on the ground. With him on his knees. I like, I like, I like, I couldn't. And he's just like rubbing. You can see how like nervous he is. And he's just rubbing his hands back and forth. I was sitting there like uncomfortable. Like I was stiff and uncomfortable because I I would never want anyone to pray over me. But also this situation like made me. Well, by the way. And like good on Natalia, but it also felt so performative. It was very performative. And I was like, she's doing this because her dad is a bishop and maybe she needs to earn his love and doesn't want him to not adopt her. So maybe she has to play this role. And I don't blame her for that because everyone has fucking abandoned this kid. Yeah, she's just trying to find stability in her life. And if that means praying for her. She's trying to get someone to stay. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel. You know, I don't know. Not only that, not only that, but the juxtaposition of the roles here where she is then basically a mentor slash parental figure to Michael, uh, which is I'm I- like, ironic. No, I mean, yeah, like, that's ironic. what I mean. Like, it is <clears throat> ironic, you know, and just, I will say the oh, fact that he just wouldn't, you know, the fact that he was so up in arms about the age thing, I'm like, what is that about? And they, and maybe they're setting it up for a part three because we're going to get to the ending here. Soon, <laughs> yeah, obviously I think it obviously sets up for a part three, yeah. but why like why wouldn't he say that he clearly had no problem bashing christine which made me feel like legally this might have been his that's what i was just gonna say solution and she knows that and she has something on him that shows that this was his ideal all idea all All along along. and Mm. if he admits that it's gonna come out obviously that it so i don't know but he's not giving himself any justice by making me really think otherwise and you know listen by the way this is a documentary we have to understand that edits were made but i think it's fascinating and this is a tip to a tip of the hat i I should say to the producers of this she forgives him michael look at me i forgive you you know what where she comes up with that kind of poetic moment in her young life whatever good for her she was able to do it Within, I think, 30 seconds of that scene, he's in his car. Yep. In his car, driving away, and he says, quote, forgiveness wipes it all away. I wanted to punch him in the face. Me too. I wanted to punch my screen. And it showed how the lack of a pot, like his empty fucking apology, his empty fucking soul. Literally left in the dust. If Natalia was standing above your bed with a knife, like I actually don't even care about that. <laughs> I don't care about that. Like, yeah. I don't care about that. If with, with you as a father, like who needs enemies? Like who needs anything? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Right. With you as an example, forgiveness wipes it all away. Really? There's him saying that. And lack then the visual, yeah, <laughs> and then the visual of him getting in his White like little Lego con- car. Yeah. Like <laughs> I just like couldn't handle it. I was like, a Lego this man car. has the smallest penis. Like I just I couldn't <laughs> oh handle God. his lack of actual genuine care know, for this girl. Like she was a commodity. And again, and he thinks he's being <clears throat> such a good guy. And that's what aggravates me even I know. And then again, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm struggling here. Another juxtaposition goes straight to adoption day. So we go right. from this and guy so being like, like there's this, no, there's no, there's no seamless like no. sway. You're just like you're tugging me all around. I don't have time to sit with my emotion. I'm being like, ew, that guy is fucking disgusting. I'm yeah. always like, oh, I gotta be happy for Natalia now. Yeah, okay, now so we're back adoption to adoption day. Exactly, you know? adoption day. And I think, but I think that's intentional. Maybe not, but I think it would be intentional in the sense of like, we see this guy wipe his hands clean, and then we move right into what's next for Natalia. Essentially, chapter. yeah, exactly. Right. 
So the final scenes basically are, you know, she's getting adopted officially. The family is crying and very, you know, happy tears in a sense. Natalia is the happiest we've seen her in this entire situation. Smiling from ear to ear. I will never understand what it feels like to be adopted. I can only assume it's the I most amazing feeling in the world. And, Even- and I will say that scene of showing them all come together and her crying and, her, and them crying. Yeah. It was really touching. I mean, I felt excited for her. Yes. Yeah, I generally was like, regardless of what I feel about this family and like, you know, having, I don't want to make judgments, but just like having 10 kids, it just felt like maybe yeah, they right. were. I could easily convince that they were using her for something. Sure. But I'm not good. Uh, but, you know, that's all just my little back of my yeah. throat saying yeah. that to me. I was genuinely excited for her. And I was like, regardless of what I think, if she's happy, like she deserves that. You yeah. know, like God, it looked like uh, a really. Less. Yeah, it looked like a really beautiful kind of like adoption day. I also love that uh, Beth Karras, who you and I have had the pleasure to interview and talk to on Martinis and Murder, our other show. Yeah. Um, you know, not only recognized that moment and saying that looked like real tears and happiness, but even took a moment to talk about her own family, saying that she had two disabled brothers who were unfortunately had passed away. And um, Beth Karras is a really interesting person, by the way. She, and for those who, just to be clear, she's the blonde expert woman who talked often about uh, the only the thing that bothered me was she wasn't on the investigation. I would well, have preferred her to be like yeah. in the investigation or someone doing that. But yeah, yeah she's, she's an great. expert, I, outside expert. Yeah. Yeah. So we see anyway, uh, you know, Natalia has big plans for her future. It's literally, I was looking at the clock. The, the last, credits are rolling. The, the credits, credits are, are starting to roll. It's the last the two minutes. I'm like, great. Because I had heard, you know, I'd seen. But some you're of like you... expecting something. You're not like yeah. that's the big surprise. It can't be that. Well, I I thought maybe that was that. I was like, oh, is this the surprise that like some of the listeners were talking about in the in the right. in the no, in no. the trap? Well, no, unfortunately, it wasn't. Darren, do you want to go with what what the yeah, very so the last, last scene was? Final, <laughs> you know, which only sets it up. I mean, in a brilliant marketing way, it only sets it up for probably more TV time for everyone, which ultimately might be the main goal here. I hate Let's to say it honest. with everyone, but like yeah. everyone just including the man's. Yeah. But yeah. they get a call. I don't know who gets a call. Maybe the producers, they say. The producers, producers get a call, right? Producers get a call from Two the man's, um, the adopted parents of uh, Natalia. And they kind of imply that she's not well, uh, a little psycho. And they quote, say, we're done. We're done with her. Yeah. Um, and that was two weeks uh, before the premiere of the show and, and, you know, obviously this sets it up for next year, but the big, <laughs> obviously bombshell there is that supposedly, uh, the mans are done with Natalia cause she's done something, which, you know, Do, I truly, I, 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 it's sad, it's sad as it is, as it is, like I was going to watch all six episodes cause I was like, Natalia deserves to speak and Natalia, no yeah, matter for what, sure, yes. Natalia deserves her side. And I want to listen to all six parts. If I could do it for the fucking Michael and his minions, I can certainly do it for her. But like a third part on this six parts, I don't know if I could actually listen. handle. So I'm hoping that if there is an update, we can do it in a way that is. Listen, you know, here's, helpful. here's. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, you're good. The way to do this, you want to, you want us to tune in. You want us to see what the next part of this story is. Then do a reality show. How about that? Yeah. Let's do the cameras twenty four seven, and let's get to the real. Let's parts see of them behind the scenes. Here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, ultimately, all you want is screen time. Um, then you know. Yeah, exactly. So 
That's our thoughts and reactions. Those are our thoughts and reactions. We also yes. wanted to know what you guys thought. And boy, did you guys have some thoughts. I have, they had some comments. They had I'm some looking comments. at tons of comments, walls and walls of comments. Darren, did you want to start with one that you particularly wanted to highlight that might be yeah, worth Yeah, this mentioning? is from Lindsay. Um, and she said the dad, is, the dad is absolutely in it for the screen time, which obviously if you can hear, if you've heard this we episode, agree. We, we agree with you. The key moments where they straight up caught dad in the lies with what he was admitting to slash blaming mom for were very revealing to his character. I think Natalia has a long way to go dealing with reactive attachment. I'm sure she does. Uh, yeah. I think the new parents are coaching her too and in denial about the truth within their own family. And then the ending. Like there were, there were little parts alluding to things that had happened, but they didn't want you to know. So Natalia was painted as a hero, but the phone call staged more screen hungry adopters real. I guess we'll just have to wait for season three. I am OG, but for the whole thing is pretty weird and messed up. I feel super bad for the boys. Um, and you know, a couple people wrote back specifically Rachel Kravitz, who was the one who encouraged me to write, uh, to watch the Casey Anthony thing. Um, I don't know if you want to continue on this, but I will say to Lindsay, I think I agree with you it seems like a screen grab time for almost everyone involved and that feels icky to me whether or not that's true i don't know yeah and you know as you were reading that another thought came to my mind which is that why aren't they bringing in psychology experts uh saying you know like like somebody needs to be able to like but not even just to her her yes yeah like definitely her definitely michael but but for the audience like here we are now trying to put pieces together and, you know, and um, Rachel and Lindsay that you just referenced are listeners that have uh, graciously commented, you know, they're saying, oh, maybe there's, you know, uh, alluding to certain things or there's something, you know, a certain type of behavioral disorder. Like we as the audience should hear from an expert that can help make sense of some of this stuff so that we're not left to say, oh, was Natalia lying? I mean, obviously that's, you'll never really know, but we could at least make more sense about the behavioral and the cognitive problems that are clearly happening in this, in this family's household. And maybe even still, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I want to read one of Rachel's comments. Cause I actually, yeah. uh, she said the scene at the end with the adoptive dad was strange. I've worked with kids like Natalia before. A lot of that behavior is common for kids who have been in similar situations and they do not keep it together for 10 years without showing who they really are and their behaviors. If she was as evil as they made her sound after the adoption, they would have seen those behaviors for years of her being in their care. The Mm -hmm. honeymoon period for kids with reactive attachment disorder and other behavioral issues, like she mentioned, is not long. So I don't understand how it all went downhill quickly now that she was adopted and an adult. And I want to say to this, and I'm a little biased, so I can recognize that this is not necessarily based in, you know, objective truth, although I could probably argue. Them being, (laughs) again, with the 10 kids and like, really religious preachy yeah did not help their case for me and them yeah being not it did not help their case in making me feel like these were heavenly heroic people i'll just say that yeah i mean i think most of us probably kind of read that the same way and in fact another listener amanda happy to said, be proved wrong happy yeah. to be proved wrong on that same topic, Amanda and our listener uh, on our Facebook group said, spoiler alert, don't keep reading unless you watched all of season two. I want to know more about what happened with the latest adoptive parents. They were so certain. And then it was so quick. Right. Which so is a good what point. would have really changed? Like, yeah, Ashley says shown something. Yeah, Ashley says the ending was wild. Has me questioning things. I still do feel bad for Natalia, but can't be sure about her now. And, you know. 
which is true at this point i feel like it's all for the money and that's what it starts feeling like you know the one thing i did like in the in the doc it might have been the first episode was the man's is all the other adopted kids seem to really gravitate towards natalia but it also felt a little produced it did yeah i agree like like that one kind of moment but i was like oh that's nice but i can't tell if the producers or some or the man's were like go over to natalia and hug her and pretend that you really like love her i you know like i don't know i really don't know yeah, I think everyone's kind of comments here are in the same vein where we're all just like, what are we? Sa-? And this goes back to what I was saying in the beginning. Like, what's the point of any of this? Like, what? Are, what? Okay, now I, we're back to yeah. Natalia being, you know, adopted and maybe something else is going haywire. Like, okay, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say shout out to Suzanne's comment who said, um, I refuse to believe it isn't made up. I have even watched it a second time high. <laughs> Oh, okay. So if you're well, watching this sober and high and you still have no idea what the fuck's going on, <laughs> this is how I felt after the end of the first part where I was like, Yeah, yeah. What what what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, those well, are some you. really good comments. Yes, thank you guys. Those are our listener shout outs, if you will. So we really appreciate all of you guys chiming in. By the way, you can yeah. f- chime in even more on our Patreon. Uh in our just gonna say that. Yeah, or our um, yeah, here, even more on our Facebook group if you haven't yeah. uh, jumped in there. I see Rachel and Lindsay are popping off. Be a sussy radish. Group. You can yeah. get this podcast episode ad free, video form, which is always really fun. You can see me and John are our black hoodies. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash shaking and disturbed, or just click the link in our show notes. And reminder, and John, I want you to read it as well. It will take you five to ten minutes to read a response, but read Christine's response at least oh, yeah. in Facebook. Uh, that we will post in our show notes. I texted you, John. If you have a hard time opening it, let me know. Okay, sounds good. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back uh, with more NMR next week. By the way, my NMR coming up on this week, later on in in the week, I will have an update about my grocery store boyfriend. Um, you want to talk oh. about a turn of events, baby. Wait till turn, you hear girl. it. I need a turn. If you don't know what we're talking about, listen to our last NMR that's here on the main feed, the public feed, not the Patreon feed, um, where I discuss about a guy that may or may not be stalking me and or my boyfriend. Well, there's more. <laughs> there's even more to talk about. And I'm wow. saving it. I what love you guys tease. so much. I love you guys so much. I'm saving it for this coming NMR. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Yes. All right, everyone. Well, my birthday's uh, this week too, by the way. So we're going to talk about that. I was just going to say happy birthday. I can't wait for an update on it. Um, This is going to be really good. This is the three, eight? 30. I leave no crumbs this year. I'm 38. Okay. Yeah. See you guys. See you guys when I'm a year older. Bye. That's right. Are you still going to check your freshies? Oh, oh, I am going to check my friend. By the way, check because your freshies. I'm still checking my breakfast without pants, and you don't need a penis, so I'm okay. good for that. But let me just say this: let's let's pause for a moment and say you guys should tell us what our catchphrases should be this year. Yeah, leave them in the comments on Facebook. We'll tell us them. what you think, and we will we'll probably try them use all out. Them. We'll workshop them. There you go. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.